Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. Hey, Jen, I've seen your stories recently where you talk about hiring in-house team members, and I'm curious, how do you go about this process? I've only ever hired VAs, OBMs, and social media managers. This is a question that I recently got in my DMs, and I figured that this would be the perfect opportunity to expand on it in an episode. I have done my fair share of hiring and firing in the last few years, so I have a few tips and tricks for you when it comes to bringing in the most perfect team members. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the do's and the don'ts of hiring. So many entrepreneurs are quick to bring in a VA, a social media manager, or an OBM at $30 to $60 per hour, but this doesn't always make sense. A VA, OBM, social media manager, they have their own businesses and their own roster of clients. This person is not going to grow with your company. She or he will never be a full-time employee with you. Because they're entrepreneurs themselves and their main objective is to grow their own business. Usually, in-house makes more sense. The holdup that I see when it comes to bringing in in-house team members is that entrepreneurs think that it's really complicated or really expensive and they don't want to deal with it. So they just bring in a VA or bring in an OBM to kind of put out fires. This isn't the best way to go about things, though. Here's why hiring in-house team members might make more sense. It's cost-effective, believe it or not. We start our in-house team members at 15 to 17 per hour, typically unless they're salaried, with commission and bonus opportunities, and interns start at 10 to 12.50 per hour. You have a lot more control over what this person does on the day-to-day, and ultimately they can grow with your business over time. And when I say in-house, I have to clarify. I mean somebody who works underneath you and isn't currently an entrepreneur themselves. They don't necessarily need to have a full-time salaried role with you. This person can be part-time. They can be a contractor. They don't have to be W-2. This person is on your payroll. You're responsible for sending a contract to them, and you're responsible for training them. So let's get into the do's and don'ts of hiring your first in-house team member. Do consider your business goals before mapping out a job role. If your biggest goal in the next three to six months is to drive revenue for your business, hire a sales executive or a lead generation specialist. Or on the flip side, you could hire a marketing coordinator to take some work off of your plate, like posting on social media, answering DMs, and writing email copy. So then you can focus on making more sales for your business. Whenever I make an in-house hire, I make sure that the role either makes us money or eliminates hours of my time so I can make my company more money. Don't hire to put out fires. 
You'll never make good long-term hiring decisions if you're hiring for the here and now. This is not how you bring in team members. Next up, do include a pay range within your job description, whether it's a salary range or an hourly range. Don't hide the pay rate and wait to reveal it until after multiple interviews because you will end up wasting tons of your time and an interviewee's time and there's going to be a lot of frustration happening. Just put it out on the table. It drives me insane because you know, or I guess businesses know, entrepreneurs know what their budget is for a role. Why not just put it out there to save time? Next up, do post on job boards like the mom project. Oh, I love the mom project. Guys, it's free to post a job role on the mom project and you'll get tons of qualified candidates who apply for your role. Indeed is another good place. And your personal LinkedIn. I've posted job roles on my personal LinkedIn, and a lot of people in my network will share the role with their network, and I get qualified candidates that way as well. You have the ability to post your role on LinkedIn underneath the job section, but I'm pretty sure it costs money. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure. Do not... Post your job in Facebook groups. You'll get hundreds of applicants and your DMs will get blown up. And you're not always getting the most qualified individuals either. Do have in-house team members track hours. Personally, I prefer Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, great platform. You can see how long specific tasks are taking your team members, and this can even help you to hire even more roles in the future. And it allows you to see where your employees are the most efficient. Don't go without time tracking. Even if you have full-time salaried employees, still have them track their hours, especially if you are a newer business. You really do want to see where people are spending their time. Next up, last but not least, do have performance conversations every 90 days. I love to check in with my employees to see how things are going and where we could improve. And that's also an opportunity to get feedback from my employees as well. I love to hear how they think I'm doing as a leader and as a boss. This is a great time to have conversations about possible bonuses or the opportunity to help them get to a level where they can get a raise or a bonus. Don't go without communicating. Don't go without performance conversations. Don't go without weekly check-ins. You have to communicate with in-house team members. Okay, guys, those are a few of my do's and don'ts when it comes to bringing in in-house team members. I promise the process is not that overwhelming. It's not that complicated. When you have in-house team members, you're going to end up saving tons of money. In fact, there's a client of mine who will be saving $60,000, $60,000 in the next 12 months because she's starting to bring in in in-house team members versus just working with contractors who have their own businesses. You'll be able to bring in the right people who can grow with you, who can drive more revenue. It just makes so much sense. If you have any questions about this process, don't be afraid to send me a DM. I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Served Need. I will catch you guys next week.